welcome to The Second Floor, the official podcast of the Delaware Senate Republican Caucus. In today's episode, we're speaking with Senator Anthony Del Colo of the 7th District about his reflections from the beginning of legislative session and his plans for legislation in the upcoming months. Okay, I am here via telephone with Senator Anthony Del Colo from the 7th District. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Inside, staying warm. Yeah, this is a a snowy day in in all of the great state of Delaware, which is what kept us from being able to do this in person. So what are your general reactions and reflections from this first month of session that we have just concluded? I'm very excited to get back to work. And there's been a lot of really positive discussion, research, investigation, with folks on the staff, with the good attorneys and research staff of the Division of Research who help us draft bills. So that's very exciting. I am just excited to be back. I would say that it was productive. There were certainly some early hiccups there with some federal loan bills and some other things that kind of popped up unexpectedly at the end. But even within that challenging sort of last minute effort, there was still some considerable movements, I thought, to work across the aisle and to work together to try to do something good for the people of Delaware. So I was uh, overall excited to be back. One of the busier times in a traditional legislative year is this next period after the budget hearings that are going on right now. We come back in March and that tends to be a very active period. Uh, What are you looking forward to coming up in March? So I have a broad and aggressive set of efforts that I'm going to be looking forward to pushing for. They range from revisiting the top rates for unemployment benefits, taking a look at the way that we deal with protecting some of the least advantaged or most vulnerable members of our communities, people who suffer from disabilities or who would be considered members of other protected classes. I'm very excited because we're going to be in conjunction with my legislative work. I'm going to be working on the board of the Delaware Prosperity Partnership, and that is directly aligned with my goal to continue to bring economic vitality and jobs to the 7th Senate District and to Delaware. And I'm looking forward to the synergies that will occur there. Of course, we're going to have a budget to look at, which is very exciting. And there are some things that I'm in particular advocating for that I think we can do more efficiently that I'm excited about. And quite frankly, one of the most exciting opportunities that I think we'll have is to visit this question of student loan debt and looking at how we can assist Delawareans who carry student loan debt, who took that leap to try to improve their lives and trying to do something that, in my view, by helping them would not only just be the right thing to do, but also pay significant dividends in strengthening Delaware's economy and reversing some of the negative trends that you see with some of Delaware's best and brightest, getting educated at our great institutions of higher education, and then moving on to other states. Well, let's get into that a little bit, a little bit deeper. Uh, student debt is certainly a big issue. And uh, what, what made you decide to get into that area of public policy? So one of the things that I've been observing 
with much interest in a broad sense is the way that states that are successful invest in higher education and invest in opportunities for people to leverage themselves and to excel and grow and stretch beyond their current level of working or their level of where they are in their life and to give them that opportunity to really achieve more than they thought they could. That's to me one of the basic things that government should be doing. And in that broader philosophical discussion, there are some neighbors of ours that are doing some pretty incredible things. And to that end, I'll point to Maryland, which recently on a bipartisan basis has been reinvesting in opportunities for people to encourage them to advance themselves. Maryland is giving a tax credit to folks to pay down their debt interest. And to me, that's something that's very logical. It's something that we can do in a concrete way to help this issue of student debt. The other side of that, of course, is the fact that you see all across the media and all across the sort of consciousness of the country when we talk about the just quantity of student debt that folks carry, which is considerable, and how we have to be willing to be flexible and agile to show those folks who took the time to invest in themselves that they should come to Delaware and that Delaware has a hand uh, open to them to come here and be successful in the first state. The oftentimes you hear when when this issue comes up, I know that Governor Hogan heard these kinds of things in Maryland when he proposed a tax credit for student debt relief. Oh, I paid for my I worked two jobs and paid for my education. And and I, uh, you know, my son got a scholarship and that's, you know, and, and these kids should pay if they want the grade, they should pay for it themselves. The taxpayers shouldn't pay for this. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that that argument needs to be viewed in the context of the present day. First of all, in Delaware, we raised taxes on folks fairly significantly recently across the board. And as a result, we're enjoying some pretty significant surpluses in the present moment in time. The amount of revenue that we would concretely lose by giving folks who carry this debt an opportunity to be smart about it and start to pay it down so that they can save for the future and so that they can continue planning their lives would not be significant. And it would not, in my view, understanding the way that our revenues work and the types of things we rely upon wouldn't even be related to the marquee revenue streams that we have, which primarily uh, in an overwhelming way come from legal services and corporate entities and alternative entities coming here to Delaware. So we have this opportunity where doing something like this to help people would be mitigated by the way our revenues are. And then if you combine that with the fact that we have this really wonderful upside, which is that by creating such an opportunity, we encourage folks that want to come and start businesses and create opportunity for themselves and put money into the economy that what you're seeing is other states will do these things, take advantage of the fact that those folks will come there to gain such benefits, and then comparatively, Delaware would lose out. So I think that we should have the folks, the opportunity to get the folks here, to have them come here, to have well-educated Delawareans stay in Delaware, and therefore the upsides far outnumber the potential downsides, both because of the unique way that Delaware's revenues are structured and because of the fact that at the present moment in history, I'm seeing more opportunity for us collectively than more demerits. Is there another kind of angle to this as well, as far as what, what college 
is today, what it means today, and what it costs today versus what it meant and what it cost maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago? I think that's an important thing to recognize because two decades ago or three decades ago, getting a college education was basically the equivalent of what you needed to do to create that pass and to invest in yourself and your family and therefore obtain new opportunities. And and it was a bachelor's degree. It was a four-year degree. Now, the number of job opportunities that exist for people that have four-year degrees only seem to not be keeping up with the pace of the desire of folks to go to school and obtain degrees. So what has happened is you have folks on an increasing level needing to go on and get more education and needing to become even more experienced and learned and obtain, therefore, higher levels of education, but along with it, larger amounts of debt to be competitive. And that's happened across pretty much every sector. Even in the legal sector, there used to be a way that a person could go and study with a lawyer and qualify to take the bar. And that's been limited in many states to the point where you really have to go and do the whole seven years of post high school if you want to consider practicing law in many jurisdictions. So when you look at that and you look at the sheer amount of weight that it places on people's shoulders, I think that that's a prime example of why we have to be willing to offer opportunities, offer solutions to the fact that it's just not as easy as, okay, I'm going to go to college and then there'll be a good job waiting for me. Now it's I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to go get a master's degree, or perhaps I'm going to go try to get a doctorate in something, or perhaps I have to go to some other level of a more specified education. And really the concept of a bachelor's degree then becomes like a gatekeeping function as opposed to the be all end all to get there and get the job that you want. And it's your, your feeling and your observation that the debt that comes with that is, is just prohibitive to family formation, to the housing market, to the job market. It's gotten to the point where it's getting in the way. And, and that's the kind of the genesis of your idea to maybe do a tax credit in Delaware as well. Absolutely. Uh, especially when you look at the fact that the price of college education, which is a whole nother question entirely, continues to, with some rare exceptions, increase. The opportunities that are out there are not tailored to the concept of a four-year degree. So you're incurring much more debt. People are paying it off much longer. Some folks I know who are paying off debt well into their 40s. And that to me is not, first of all, it's not a good argument to make that somebody who would perhaps make a very good go of it in an area where they would need to get that sort of education. Perhaps they'll go in a different direction. The other thing is we need to remove those barriers. Aside from just encouraging people to take the leap and do what they want to do, we need to remove the the barriers that confront people when they've worked hard and gotten good grades and made all the right choices and finally have the opportunity to have a good wage and earn a decent living, but now they're confronted with a mountain of debt. And that's even more pronounced for people who may be underemployed despite the fact that they've worked hard and gotten a good education. That's the other side of this factor. Not everyone goes and either has the opportunity to get a great job after doing all of this or happens to live in a place where the economy has recovered fast enough. Delaware is a prime example. Although we've had more jobs of late, we still lag behind the nation in unemployment and our economy is not as 
recovering as quickly as I would have hoped in light of the way that things are going in the rest of the country. And so I think that there's certainly that opportunity to provide somewhat of a opportunity, a safe harbor, a softening of a pretty significant weight on a young person, on a young family's shoulders. And this is our opportunity to do it. Senator Anthony Del Colo, thank you for taking the time on this snowy day to talk about student debt. We look forward to seeing your legislation and then watching it move through the General Assembly. I'm excited to do it. Good talking to you, Dave. All right. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm.